So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. Hello and welcome along to chapter 84 of What's the Story podcast, the old WTS pod. My name is Danny Murray, Graham Merrow Merrigan. Where are we? We're in the fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. That's being refurbished at the moment. It's getting a little lick, just a little facelift. Its beauty will be even more extravagant by the time it's done. <laughs> Love this place, man. Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. Doc- no, wait, Fitzpatrick Castle com. How dare I get that in? Wrong. Wrong. Blech. You never get it wrong. I can't talk because the excitement, Graham. I can't believe. I am bubbling. Who? I cannot believe bubbling. who we got this week. Before we go into that. Yes. Can I just give a plug? As always. Um, It's rolling back the years, celebrating 70 years of football in the borough. Love it's it. It's a grand reunion. It's on in the Noggin Inn, Saturday the 25th of February. MC on the night is the legendary Sean Sheets Sheehy. Live music, uh, memories and crack. Doors 8pm, admission is €5 and the proceeds go to Black Rock Hospice. Great, great, Anyone that was involved in the Borough football over the years, we've had great teams over the years, uh, go and lend a hand to that. Yeah, show your support. Yeah. Great cause, Black Rock Black Rock Hospice. Yeah. Fantastic work. No. Um, no housekeeping. No There's no need for housekeeping. There's no need this. for it. Because this is just to, to rob a word that you like. Sensational. Sensational, man. This is sensational. Lads. Diamond Dallas Page. Right, we're joined now by the three-time heavyweight champion of the world, the fitness guru and the man who's revolutionizing yoga across the world. The one and only DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It's uh, it's your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dallas, how are you keeping? I, 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 I normally say that to the end, but you just let it in perfectly. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you keeping, first of all, man? You, you doing well? Oh, man. You know, uh, the WWE just sent me... Um, Positively Living, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, Positively Living DVD. I have not looked at it yet, but everything that I've seen uh, is, you know, looks like really like a cool but inspirational, uh, you know, little bio that they did on me and my life. And uh, then all my matches, you know, uh, you get to see them on YouTube in, in pieces here and there. But when you put it all together collectively, on a DVD, and we're talking about 1991 when I wrestled uh, with Michael Graham against Bill Kazmaier, the strongest man in the world, and Jushin Thunder Liger. The only time I was ever in the ring with him, I would love to have been in in the ring with Jushin, uh, you know, later on in my career because he was just an amazing talent. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but but that's like my first pay per view match. It's one of my, you know probably first matches it wasn't like i didn't have a lot of time in so uh they take it all the way from there right on up to uh wwe at the end and you know you know a lot of people uh would always say oh man 
they didn't use you right. You know, it didn't work out, you know, the way, you know, it should have. And you know, when I came in and I'm like, damn, if I had a choice of getting that push with the WWE in 2001 or getting the push I've had the last six years, hosting all the best of nitros, you know, all three of them, which I would never believe it was going to be a volume two, never mind three, but the fans supported it so much. They, they just kept coming back for more, you know, and then they bring me, you know, they, oh, they bring a handful of legends, you know, into their, into their uh, old school Raws or, you know, the thousand episode getting hit, you know, uh, Heath Slater with the diamond cutter yeah. uh, and the reaction I got in Laredo and then coming back with old school Raw with Jake, you know, being at the close out of the show when we were going through Jake's, uh, you know, the resurrection of Jake the Snake, the filming of it. Yeah. And then for, uh, you know, allowing me to, because I thought for sure, like, I'm going to, you know, induct Jake. I mean, who else would? And then they called me and said, Hey, Dally, we want, we want you to, uh, induct Jake. And I thought to myself, Oh yeah, it's their TV. So nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing was set on that. They control all that. And, uh, but then brought me back for, you know, the rumble and hitting diamond cutters out of nowhere. All that young <laughs> talent, especially Ray Wyatt who's maybe, you know, one of my top three guys that I love in the business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for him to take that beautiful cutter he took, and you know, of course, Fandango and, and Cody. I know Cody, you know, since he was seven years old, so be able to do that, and then you know, the PA store resistance was being able to be like one of the two legends that got brought in for the Andre the Giant, you know, uh, over the top battle royal yeah. uh, at WrestleMania, and you know, to be in that spot, <clears throat> throwing. Shack over the top rope, being right there in the middle of it all, getting to go out there and uh, you know in front of a hundred and one thousand people. I have a picture one of my incredible. friends. He putting, I mean, putting up the diamond cutter, and that entire side of the building standing up putting up a diamond cutter. I mean, it was if you'd have told me pick a you know a choice, what would you want? The push you got coming in, you know, only way better, or the push you're getting today at sixty. You know, I'm going to take that every time, you know? <laughs> I mean, everything uh, just been amazing, man. And uh, that, that is, uh, how quick do you find out about these uh, projects? Like, how quick did you find out you were going to be involved in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Um, it was maybe about, it was a couple weeks out, two or three weeks out. And uh, Mark Carano called me and he said, you know, they'd already called me about, because they try to lock you up. If you're going down to uh, Mania, they want to make sure that they got you and before you make any other plans. And, um, you know, they normally call me early and say, listen, Dave, we want you to come down. We're going to put you up, take care of you, you know, give you a couple signings. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a win, win, win. Uh, and to be, you know, be involved in the Super Bowl, you know. And, uh, and then this, uh, last year they called me up. And he said, uh, it was like two or three weeks out. And, uh, Mark said, Hey, Dally, we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to use you at mania. And I said, yeah, we already had this conversation. I'm set. I'm locked in. He goes, no, WrestleMania. <laughs> goes, what do you mean? He goes in the ring battle Royal. I go, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, he goes, Vince wants to pull into, you know, legends. And who you said, like, who actively can work, you know, and, you know, 
I'm one of them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, he picked um, Tatanka and me. And that's pretty cool, you know, yeah. that you know, Vince, after all these years, because, you know, you know, we didn't have the greatest run coming in. But, you know, if you had told me I could have the push today, man, I'd take it every time. But, but you know, if, and, uh, if you go back to your first WrestleMania, Mahomet Dali, where you were uh, driving uh, Rhythm and Blues into the ring. Think about that. 26 years apart. That's crazy. Mental. 26 years from the beginning till the end. Because I've never been in another one. You know, we yeah. would never say never in this company. But as of now, I don't see it happening ever again. But that first moment, you know, I'm Diamond Dallas Page, the manager in the AWA. And I had started working Florida Championship Wrestling with Dusty Rhodes by that time, just doing color and, um, and managing. And when I do the color, um, I was doing it with Gordon Soley, which was a trip because he was unbelievable. Um, but it was uh, a lot of the guys would come to my nightclub that I had in Fort Myers, Florida, because it was in the middle of Miami and Tampa, Florida. So it was like 300 miles from Tampa to Miami. So right, pretty much right in the middle was Fort Myers. And the guys, first it was Jake. Jake was the first one. That's where I met Jake Roberts. And, uh, you know, I took good guy. He didn't pay for anything. We became drinking buddies. Ted DiBiase would come through. Um, the, um, the Rockers. I got a picture with Shawn Michaels way back then and Marty Gennetti. Um, a lot of the boys would come through and the Bushwhackers. And <laughs> Luke would help me two different times. Luke would actually help me get a gig out in um, uh, New Zealand, a friend of his who had a nightclub and wanted to redo it. And he had been to my club a bunch of times. And he's like, oh, mate, do you think you'd, uh, you'd go out to New Zealand, mate, and uh, help out my boy Ray? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, he's going to pay me. He's like, yo, yo, it's good to take care of your good mate. And he set that all up. And uh, But he also set the Cadillac up. He called up Pat. You know, he's like, oh, Pat, I got to go to call for you. Like, uh, pink Cadillac, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, it's his car, blah, blah, blah. Like, Pat, didn't, Pat had already known who I was because I had compiled a best of Diamond Dallas Page um, from the AWA, and I had sent it to Classy Freddie Blassie. Wow. Who brought it to Pat Patterson. And Pat was like, yeah, yeah, I love his look. He's got a great rap, but he's like six foot ten. He's like Andre the Giant out there as a manager. You know, so it, basically it was never, that was never going to happen for me. Yeah. But it was my first introduction, you know, to Pat in the group. And then when he heard that, he's like, okay, we'll use his car. And when Pat called me, I was like, you know, Pat, he's like, well, what do you want for the car? I said, I'll tell you the truth. I'll just give you the car if you tow it up there and tow it back and fly me up there and let me drive it. And he's like, no problem. Like, no payoff, nothing. I just wanted to go to WrestleMania. I've never <laughs> wow. been to one. And now I'm in the back, you know, with the boys. And, you know, I had a really good relationship with Kurt Henning at that time because we worked together in the AWA. Like, he talked to me about coming in as his manager because Kurt wasn't that great a talker back then. Of course, he became an amazing talker once he got on his own. Mm. And, you know, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Henning, <clears throat> like Mr. Perfect, yeah, he made all those shots you saw. 
You know, he might, might not made the first one. I think sometimes he did make the first one. But everything you saw that Perfect do, he did. Yeah, None wow. of it was gimmick. Yeah, I mean, he was that athlete. He could do anything. Uh, bar games, darts, shuffleboard, crush everybody. <laughs> the I vignettes mean, were amazing he, with the basketball and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, and not really played that often. Like, he could play, but he wasn't like... He wouldn't even play like I played the hours that I put in the playing. But he was just a natural at everything. So Luke uh, set me up with that and uh, and get, go up there and do it. And it was really wild for me because it's the first time Hulk Hogan actually walked up to me. Now, this is the match you know, where he's going to sort of give the, you know, the, the boots to uh, Warrior yeah. and you know go, go off into the sunset, so we thought. But he'd come up to me and he, he started talking to me because he watched everyone and he liked my stick. And it would happen again later on. That's how I'm being up. You know, one of the reasons I got my push when the time was right um, was because of Hulk. Like he went to Eric Bischoff for me. Like, because wow. he came up to me in Germany. It was like, how you keep getting so much better? And, uh, and, and that, he told me, listen to doing, put you on the road like this, let you learn your craft. I'm like, no. So the only reason I'm on this card is because uh, <clears throat> is because my last name is really Falkenberg. Yeah. And the Germans love their, their, their ancestral Germans. <laughs> they kind of want to have me on the card. You know, plus I had freaking Kimberly walk me to the ring. Like, what's better than that, you know? Did so, that, that uh, was a, that was yeah. pretty much in the early days where where you were just uh, going to be a manager. But well, uh, am I right in saying that it was the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, that uh, persuaded you to become a wrestler? Well, he didn't decide that. What he decided was I couldn't manage anymore. Okay. Mainly because I was overshadowing the talent, and not like I was overshadowing Scott Hall or Freebirds, but I was too active. And I was too over the top. And, you know, when my, when when Pete, when Magnum TA told me, he, he's like Dallas. It isn't your fault. You know, it's like you're so, you know, flamboyant. He's like, what we should have given he's done is give you a pair of tights and boots and see if you can do this. And he sort of laughed and walked away. But that lit the fire under my ass. Yeah. You know, to make me go. You know what? I never got in this business to be a manager. I got in this because I wanted to wrestle. I wanted to be handsome Jimmy Valiant. Oh, that's wow. it. And that's, you know, it was like, you know, that's the beginning of it, you know? And then, you know, I mean, I'll never forget Magda. Like, was like, dude, listen, you might get broken by a Steiner liner. You know, because <laughs> you know, Rick Steiner was very, very physical in that ring. And, you know, if he wanted to make a point to let you know, this Steiner liner is real. He lets you know. But, uh, you know, I've been in nightclubs my whole life. So, you know, and been in my share of some pretty tough battles, you know, that were shoots, you know, in bars. So I knew I could handle myself out there. I know these are some of the toughest guys alive. And I knew, you know, always be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> you know. One, so, um, one, um, one of my favorite big men uh, wrestlers was Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, oh, he, my God. You were a tag yeah. team champion in WCW with Bam Bam. What was like? What was Bam Bam Bigelow like? Well, you got to know that I was 
buddies with Bam Bam since he was 16. Wow. I was like 20. I think I think he was 16 or 17. I was like 23 at the time. We were like five or six years apart. And he would come in my club. And, and back then, I mean, he looked like he was 22. No, he was still in high school. But at the time, he was running with a, a motorcycle gang. And uh, <clears throat> anytime he'd come into the club, you know, I'd find my way around and like, baby, I have no trouble here tonight, right? <laughs> oh, come on, D, I wouldn't do that to you. But we ended up becoming good friends, and we talk about wrestling. This is before he's ever a wrestler. You know, yeah. he's wrestling in high school, and then he'd, he'd get out, and we talk about, you know, I told him how I tried it, and, you know, he told me he's going to do it. I'm like, man, you're, you're tailor-made for it. And, uh, you know, then one day I was flicking the you know, channels, literally flicking with my hand, and I came across something on a cable station that was WCCW. You know, down in Dallas, Texas. I'm like, holy shit, he made it. Wow. You know, and um, and then when he came into New York, oh my god, when he came in WWE, whew, he got the you know the Hogan rub. Yeah. You know, and. He, he just didn't, you know, he didn't like the way he was being treated at one point or another. And back then, you could go, if you didn't like it one place, you'd go to another. You know, not like that anymore, unless you're ready to take a serious pay cut like Cody Rhodes did. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's a real bold statement when you do it today, because Cody was making sweet money and had been his whole career. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an attitude adjustment when you walk away from it. And, uh, you know, for uh, um, for Bam Bam, he went to Japan and became huge. You know, I I'm helping uh, Leon White right now, um, Big Van Vader, you know, with his diet to get him, you know, trying to drop this weight, but also with, you know, workout, you know, it's not going to beat him up. It's going to help heal him, which, yeah. of course, is DDP yoga. Um, but, but, you know, me and, me and uh, you know, Vader were talking about Bammer. And he didn't know how close I was to Bam Bam. And, like, those guys, they ruled Japan yeah. for a number of years. And then when he came back, you know, when I finally became the wrestler, he, he, had, he had tracked my number down. And he's like, dude, you're doing it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm getting, my, he, like, I'm getting my ass kicked. He's like, that's okay. You just be the guy I know. That ain't going to last forever. Then of course hey, he had the match. Then he had the match with Lawrence right. Taylor, the mat, the WrestleMania moment with Lawrence Taylor. That was that oh, was pretty yeah. cool. Well, he was he was he was overused there. All that gave him huge notoriety. But to come back to WCW like fifteen years, or just come to WCW fifteen years later, and I mean I'm I'm the one who got him in and put us together, and for us to be with Canyon to be that tag team, you know, champions. If they would have ran with us, we would have been the new Freebirds. Well, you know, wow. if they would have ran, because there's three of the most talented guys who can work on the planet, and each one, me, Canyon, and uh, uh, Bigelow, we we complemented each other. So uh, it was a lot of fun in a short period that we had. And Dallas, from kind of. You mentioned there um, Steiner kind of when he hit you it was real but like who was kind of the, the toughest person to be in the ring with? You kind of, We hear road stories with guys with stiff hits and that kind of thing but from your memory who was the toughest guy to be in the ring with? 
Well, you know, I don't know about toughest, um, snuggest, you know, because nobody out there trying to beat anybody up. You know, mm. they might be irritated with somebody. They might be laying something a little harder. And if you if you shoot, hit somebody in the face or shoot, hit somebody really hard and you're not protecting the person, they're going to get a receipt. You know, yeah, that's yeah. something you learn right away in the business. And all of a sudden, that guy probably could hit you as hard next time. But Bobby Holly. Oh my God, he didn't hardcore college. He did not get that name, you know. We, we, you know, uh, he got it. He got it honestly. You know, Bobby was out there and he was super, super snug. JBL could be super, super snug. Um, you know, but that's part of it. Goldberg was like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, you know, just you know, physical. You know, uh, yeah. you know, Randy Savage. You know, when I when, when when the cameras weren't on, he was like barely touching me. Cameras came on, first time he hit me, I seen a big blue flash. <laughs> you know, so, and what was shit that? happens out there. It was was you know, I always tell people I always tell people it ain't checkers. <laughs> <laughs> when the camera was on, he would hit you, but when it wasn't he was light. That's awesome. Um what was Randy Savage? Like as a as a as a as a man, I suppose he's a a lot of the nostalgia feel um, is coming back. I noticed over the last five six years with t-shirts and stuff, and even in Ireland, there's if you go to a music festival or whatever, there's always Randy Savage t-shirts, hot rod t-shirts popping up everywhere. So what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> I just I remember watching um, a documentary the BBC in Britain did of um, it was a Louis Theroux documentary. And he went to um, the power plant in WCW and he went to a nitro. And he tried to get a word in with Randy Savage and the intensity in the man's face was just crazy. And he he would ha- he was having nothing, he was having nothing to do with basically with this uh, documentary. Was he really that intense as a person? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Randy, I'll tell you my favorite story about Randy. Um, Thanksgiving, you know, of 1997, you know, we had beepers back then, you know, and I'd get little beeps. Now would be called Texas. And there were so many guys were thanking me for helping them, you know, live the dream. I helped a lot of guys get jobs. And um, they were, you know, thanking me for that. And I'm thinking to myself, God, besides my, my close boys, like Scott and Jake, you know, Scott and Jake and, you know, and, and Kev, you know, those guys know, you know, that I was grateful to them, you know, and, uh, and my family, they do, you know, for, you know, but who, who doesn't know that I'm super grateful to them? And I thought, Randy, I want to call him. And I called him up and I said, um, Hey Randy, this is DDP. Um, we don't have to, you don't have to call me back. I just want to leave you a, a message here. You know, I got a lot of people who are you know beeping me and thanking me at Thanksgiving, and started thinking like, wow, man, like who am I thankful for that doesn't really know it? And so, man, I don't know if you know it or not. I don't know if I ever really told you. Uh, so I'm telling you now. I know I'm not in this position. I know that I'm not in one main event after another if it wasn't for you. And I just want to say thanks, bro. 
appreciate it. Have a great Thanksgiving. I hung up. And about two weeks, he hadn't been on TV. And as I was walking around the corner, I see him in the distance. Now, here, this is your what you question you just asked me. Yeah. And when he sees me, I hear, Diamond! Diamond! Give me! Come here! I'm like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> you know? I didn't do it. <laughs> you know? And I come walking over as I get towards him. He grabs me and he pulls me in this room. And he says, I got your message. And I called my dad. And I said, Dad. I played it through my dad. And I said, Dad, did you ever get any of the boys, any of the boys ever do this for you? And he said, no, Randy. I, no, they never did. He said, I just want you to know it meant a lot. And he gave me this huge hug. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, awesome, Randy. You know, I just thought to myself, that's who Randy Savage was. Incredible. You that's amazing. You know, grateful. And like, like he, you know, he did a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. And that was like, I know I don't have to run. We're not talking today. You know, I don't have a three DVD set. You know, without Randy Savage. Wow. Well, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Speaking of helping oh, wow. people, Dallas, um, on the note of helping people, you've uh, you've got quite the reputation for helping people yourself. And that came to prominence with the, the Jake Roberts DVD, uh, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, and how you helped him and Scott Hall through kind of the yoga and that. Tell us where... Not the... yoga, monkey. What's it called? <laughs> so DDP yoga. What? I apologize. Yeah, man. Don't call my shit yoga. <laughs> a whole different animal. All right, go ahead. <laughs> do, do apologize. Um, when when did DDP yoga first sort of... When did you, you start and when did you kind of go, okay, this is going to be my little revolution? Well, you know... Um, the only reason it ever happened was out of necessity. Um, I am the, you know, I am the quintessential guy that wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga the first 42 years of my life. But again, you guys know I didn't start wrestling until I was 35. Yeah. My career didn't take off until I was 40, which was in 96, the second half of 40. You know, 97 is when it really took off. 98, I would, you know, man, after mine and Savage's feud, I don't know how many main events I was on between Nitro, uh, Thunder, and pay-per-views. It's a ridiculous amount, though. And working 270-plus days a year in the ring on top of doing the Tonight Show. I was on seven different times. Once as a guest, the rest were like cameos. But I was there. Doing the Tonight Show, I was, you know, I was on Hollywood Squares. I was on Craig Kilborn's show. I was doing whatever show they needed me to do to build the brand. And like John Cena, oh my God, I don't even know when he sleeps. I mean, because he does everything, you know, at a whole different level. But you know, I was forty-two, almost forty-three at the time, and then I blew my back out. And what I did is I ruptured my L4 and L5. And that means like taking, 
in between our vertebrae are these amazing discs that act as shock absorbers. Taking both of my L3 and L4 and L4 and L5 and smashing those discs. Think of it stepping on a, stomping on a jelly donut. Now it's bone on bone. Wow. Well, the pain was excruciating. And I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal. So I needed to somehow figure out a way to get back in the ring. But I had three of the top spine surgeons tell me that my career was over. So, you know, I, I wasn't going to believe that. And so I figured I just I keep doing what I do. You know, I try to figure things out, how to heal my body. I'd already done it a bunch of times. But, um, you know, that's how yoga got in my life. And, you know, um, Kimberly's the one who turned me on to it. And then... Um, after about three weeks, I started to really feel a significant difference. So I started mixing it with my rehab, you know, all the rehab stuff I'd done for my shoulders and my knees and my hips and, and now my back. I was learning how to do all these little rehab techniques. I started to mix them with the yoga. Then I mixed in, you know, old school calisthenics, push-ups, squats, crunches. And I had to do everything because of my injury, what we call a slow burn movement which means you're going to incorporate way more muscles. Like example would be get on the bench and go you know, throw on two and a quarter and you might be able to rep out 10 reps. Try putting that weight on your body and then lowering 10, nine, eight, seven. I mean, all the way down to one, then hold it three inches off your body. 10, nine, all the way to 10, then come up with control, like hydraulics, 10, 9, 8. It is so much harder. That weight is not going to be 225 anymore. It might be 135, wow. and you're not going to get that many reps. I incorporated that mindset into my workouts, and I also figured out completely by accident, when you create dynamic resistance, like we are engaging in flexing muscles that you do with the weight room. Now get rid of the weight and do it without the weight. Every time you flex or engage a muscle, your heart has to beat faster to get the blood to the muscle. So what happened completely by accident, and I mean completely by accident, that's, uh, it's, I developed a workout today that is, will be, is known as DDP yoga, but in the next two years, three at the most, everyone will call DDPY, sort of like P90X, but no one knows what the fuck P90X <laughs> even means, <laughs> but they know what P90X is. Not only will they know what DDPY is, They'll know what it means. And it takes me away from just being yoga because we're not. I've developed a yoga for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga completely by accident because everything I just told you, I created a workout today and I'm branding as DDPY. That's kick-ass cardio. And you wear a heart monitor so on your chest so you can prove it and see where you are that will dramatically increase your flexibility strengthen your core like never before all with minimal joint 
impact. Well, th- That's pivotal. Minimal joint impact. So when you're hurt, you can start to heal, improve your conditioning, break up scar tissue, and strengthen your body at a different level. So once I got to where I was feeling good enough, which was just under three months, I was back in the ring. At 42, those doctors, those specialists told me my career was over. At 43 years young, I was the heavyweight champion of the world. And if you go back and look at the record books on every single one, like WWE has this new uh, game out right now, and the characters look really cool. They've over-exaggerated them, like the cartoon characters that we've all been in the ring. Um, It's a free app that everybody gets, but it's called Champions. And I think it's just the guys who are world champions. I saw me get my ass kicked on one of the flashes. (laughs) I think by The Rock. I'm not sure, but uh, I'll barely do the job for The Rock. Um, uh, I've seen your one as well. It's cool. Oh uh, yeah, to, uh, to me, you know, it's it's that that they continue to re you know reinvent it. It's just fun for me to watch, you know. But back to me healing my body and being back in the ring. If you check the record books, I don't think you'll find anyone near their first world title being forty three years young. I, I, I don't believe anybody, even in their forties. For the first time. Now, did they get it? You know, for their sixth time, or their and Rick, you know, in, in Rick Flair's, you know, his sixteenth, seventeenth time. <laughs> uh, you know, in his forties, yeah, absolutely. But the first run, like Randy Orton's first run, he's twenty-two years old. Yeah, I was forty-three. You know, so you know, as you can imagine, I'm going to keep doing that. And I'm not only going to just do it for myself, I'm going to see, can I turn other people, and this is for free, in the beginning, you knew how many people I trained and helped for free. And people I didn't even know who, who invested in my program that I helped today, it would boggle your mind. Like, did I help Jake and Scott? Absolutely. But they're two people. I've helped tens of thousands yeah. of people with my DVDs. And it's coming up in the hundreds of thousands now. And a lot of them, as they go through this, like I just brought three different people in here. One who lost this woman who lost 89 pounds in six months. I brought another one in who uh, lost 180 pounds wow. in two years. I brought an MMA fighter who used to fight when he was younger, then fell off and got married and then got divorced and then got depressed and went up to 320 pounds. And now he's 160. His name's Andy. What do you see the story we do on this kid? You know, it's going to be inspirational as hell. You know, I've had helped people lose hundreds of pounds. This workout isn't about weight loss. No, exactly. It's about healing your body. It's about giving you the confidence to believe in yourself, maybe for the first time ever. DPY is all about giving people hope, direction, something of substance. Just on that, Alistair, as well, um, you guys were kind enough to give me um, kind of 
all, all areas access or VIP access to the DDP Yoga app um, to, to try it out. Um, and to give you kind of um, a sample, right? So I'm, I'm a big enough guy. I'm 180 kilos. I'm not sure what that translates to into, into pounds. But um, I think it's like I think that's pretty. I think aren't you two pounds to a kilo? So you know, like that two point one or something. So we're talking maybe three three sixty ish thereabouts pounds. Right. Yeah. So, somewhere around three sixty three eighty something like that. And and people who regularly listen to this podcast will know one of my favorite hobbies is to tell everybody how I blew my knee out. Um. So I've got a really bad knee, and you, you know it like. In the cold weather, it's stiff. It's got arthritis. It's, it, it can be really sort of buggy and whatnot. And uh, so I said, "Yeah, you know what? Look, yeah, I'll, I'll try this yoga stuff out." And the DB, DDP You'll yoga. Try what out? The DDP yeah, yoga okay, stuff out. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> keep making that mistake, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I mean, even even just stuff like getting down on the floor to to, to do parts of it, like that's I, I hadn't got down on a floor in in years. I'd say, do you know what I mean? Like just little simple right. things, but. I have to say, man, and I'm not blowing smoke up your arse here. Like, it, genuinely, my leg feels better. I feel like I can move a bit more. You know what I mean? And I'm only doing it, you know, what, two weeks? So. The, have you been using, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Have you been using the chair workouts? Yeah, that's the, the beginner, beginner ones is the ones I was doing. Um, right. And Perfect. I've, yeah. Perfect. And, it, and, and I'm starting to move up um, a little bit now. But, yeah, the, the chairs were dead handy at first because. There was one or two moments where I did go flat on my face in my sitting room or my living room. Um, but, yeah, it, I have to say, like, it, it, it's incredible. And like that, it's not a huge kind of, you're not doing high-intensity cardio, but, yeah, your heart rate does go up. You do get a workout. You do get a sweat on. Like, so, it's, yeah. And when you see stories like the, the Arthur Borman story, I think that was his name, was it? The, the retired veteran? Yep. When you see that kind of story, That's, like, it's it's incredible. Um, Danny, I'm going to give you an example that I do for a lot of people. I'm going to send you what I call the list. Okay. Derek didn't send you that, did he? Uh, no, no, he did not. All right. Um, on the list, it's, it's first of all, you have to understand, when you're as big as you are, it's more than just the food. Yeah. It's always something, you know, that you got to start to work on your mindset, the, you know, that inner voice, that story you tell yourself. As soon as Andy's, uh, as soon as Andy's video is done, I also did an interview that will come out sometime in the next two months, but I want to get it to you before that. Because you, you need to hear, because you'll relate to this story so much. That story you tell yourself. You know, like I'm going to do this. You know, DDP sent it to me. You let me use it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work on this, and you know, then I'll, I'll probably stop. You know, it's like right away. You know, you know, I don't mean to stop, but you know, I'm probably going to stop anyway. Well, as soon as you say it to yourself, you're right. But, you know, the number one quote I will ever give to anyone: If you say you can or you say you can't, you're right. Yeah. People who always say I can't do this, I can't do that, they're right. You know, do you, do you know who originally said that that quote? Uh, if you say you can, or you say you can't, you're right. Do you know who said that? No, who? Henry Ford. Ah. And then I always go, but what the fuck did he ever do? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I mean, like Henry was a different mindset. Diamond Dallas Page is a different mindset. 
Danny can have a whole different mindset, but you have to work it. You've got to condition your brain. You know, I was reading, uh, I was reading a, a quote on Brainy Quote oh, about a year ago, and I'm going to say this quote, and you're not going to have any idea who said it. But when I tell you, when I tell you what he said, you're going to know exactly who said it. The quote is, the repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest of all time. <laughs> I'm the greatest. Brilliant. There's not a person who's listening to me does not know that it's Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone knows. Muhammad Ali was saying that when he was a teenager. That's incredible. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Well, that's powerful. It is that right. story. So what I'm going to do after we get off here is I'm going to give you my email. Cool. And you're going to say, D, send me the list. And then when you complete the list, it's a lecture I did, uh, Living Life at 90%. It's an audio book I created. Um, you know, all, those two things are on the app, you know, and, and you'll be able to find them on the app. Um, uh, and it's got a lot of movies. And um, the movies are things like Food Inc., Genetic Roulette, Sick, Fat, and Nearly Dead, and, of course, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Like these movies are mind altering because then you know, because of what you're eating, why you don't want to eat that shit. Yeah. If you just think, well, I'm not doing this or I'm not eating that, you know, if you really look at the people who lost weight, and I mean really lost weight, and you're going, how the hell do they do that? I was doing this, um, uh, Lecture, not lecture, but um, I was doing this. Um, I was doing this uh, workshop in Las Vegas, and I had this guy, Jarrett, who was there. And Jarrett would, was down about two hundred and forty pounds at the time. He started at five hundred and ten. And Danny, by the way, how old are you, Danny? How 20, old are you? Twenty nine years young, Daddy. Twenty nine years young. Well, just so you know, being. 360 or 100, 100, how many pounds, how many kilos is it? 180. How many kilos you? 108, 180. Being 180 kilos, you are on your way to 280 kilos in a blink of an eye. And that's over 500 pounds. Okay, that's what you're on your way to. And it's going to be really easy for you to get there if you continue to live on the path you're on. The number one thing you got going for you right now, your age. And you need to change your lifestyle, my friend. And I'm going to help you. But I'm only going to help you if you follow the complete list. Now, also, the list is in little pieces throughout my DDP Yoga Now app in the beginner series. I start out and I talk to you. Did you listen to that first uh, 
video that I uh, produced that tells you about taking the pictures and the measurements and all that? Did you do that? I did indeed, yep. Did you actually take the pictures and the measurements and all that? Uh, I took the measurements. I didn't do the pictures bit. Hey, fuckhead. Take <laughs> the pictures. <laughs> all right. You know, there's, a reason, there's a reason why I'm saying it. Because you're going to see a huge difference from one month to the other. But if you never took the pictures, you have no fucking idea where you started. So how do you know where you're going? Take the <laughs> fucking pictures. That's a fair point. I will do and that this I, evening. You'll notice the next week I say, did you take the pictures yet? If you didn't, take them now. Like, they are the most important things you will do, and they are because when you get into this program and you really do start to show results, well, when you really do, start to see the results you think to yourself why the fuck didn't i take the pictures yeah exactly it's a fair point so, take the pictures when we get off this interview right okay i'll take them for them dally there you go all right yes very so, yeah, on your next question you got you got you guys got what two more questions, Max? But I got shit to do. You were becoming in into my kind of uh, radar around ninety six, ninety seven. But WCW wasn't really uh, available in Ireland as freely as uh, Monday Night Raw was. Um, so, right. so when you came in two thousand and one uh, and you debuted, it was just I thought it was brilliant. Um, and the first program with the Undertaker, were you happy with that program? And I'm working with the Undertaker. Hell no. No. Yeah. Hell no, no. The shit I did before that was so much better. And again, it wasn't, you know, like I was a main event guy and we never even had a main event match. Okay. And it just, it, it just didn't really turn into what it could have turned into. But again, it wasn't the, the thing I should have done. But, you know, a lot of people go, oh man, if it would have happened like this and, you know, man, they tried to screw me or what? People who say that shit are just stupid because they forget that they decided they, they made the decision. Nobody put a gun to their head to do it. So what I realized is, OK, how do I fix this in the future? You know, I should have gotten up and walked away from the table knowing that wasn't going to work for me. And what I learned is if I don't believe in something a hundred percent, I don't do it anymore. And I, you guys know Shark Tank. You guys call it the Dragon's Den or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. When 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 Shark Tank wanted me to come on the show, oh, I went through like five different interviews, and the last interview is 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 a written um, contract where you sign twenty seven pages and basically sign your life away to them. For wow. the next couple of years. Jesus. And I wouldn't do it. And I wouldn't do it, you know. And my business partner, Steve, you said, you know, so what are we going to do? And I said, well, tell Shark Tank that we love the show. We appreciate the opportunity, but we're going to pass. And 90 minutes later, they called us back and said, how do we fix this? So it, Vincent Mann taught me the greatest. He's. Vince McMahon as a, and WWE company taught, has taught me more lessons about business than 
anyone ever, you know, from how to brand something. Can you get away with calling the WWE, the WWF ever? Never. Never. You will never see it on the TV. You know, and they were forced to lose that WWF because of the World Wildlife Foundation. Now, think about this for a minute. Right now, it's WWE Entertainment. Which is better? World Wrestling Federation or WWE Entertainment that does reality shows and game shows and cartoons? And they fucking do everything. (laughs) You know, it was the best thing to happen to the WWE. Just like when I blew my back out, it was the best thing to happen to me because even though at the time it looked like the worst thing ever. Now, if you stay in that mindset and you feel sorry for yourself and you start that, oh, man, poor me. You know, my daddy treated me like this. My mommy treated me like that. And I didn't do this. And I didn't get to do that. Fuck that. Get over it. (laughs) You know, you're an adult now. Make your own reality. You can be whatever you want to be. You just got to work for it. Now, that movie, The Secret, was amazing. Have you guys seen The Secret? Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't actually seen it, no. You you should watch it. The positive part of it, it really showed people how to manifest dreams into reality. Now, the one thing The Secret left off was, you're going to have to work for it. It shit doesn't happen. You got to work for it and bottom line is that's what i've been doing my entire life i've worked for everything i ever got and that's why we're having this conversation because no one ever came into the wrestling world at 35 and career blew up at 40 and is a three-time world champion that we're talking about 15 years and 16 years after i retired hall of fame career dally yeah, well, that, we'll just wait and see now. We wait and see now, yeah, exactly. That's the rumor. That's that's what we are all hoping yeah, for. I'm, yeah. Yeah, it would be special, you know. Um, Dallas, before we let you go, yeah. then, um, so it's at Real DDP on Twitter. The DDP Yoga app is available on Google Play, on Android, on iTunes, and all that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, but do you really want to go to ddpyogadnow.com or ddpyoga.com? Because right now, the app, you know, Europe and Ireland and Japan and Germany, I mean, that's who I really developed the, the app for because they could get it instantly. You don't have to wait for the DVDs. And right now... Everything that we have on DDP Yoga is 25% off. It's a new year. It's a new you. And we never go that you know much uh, off on our product because we value our product. And it's an investment. But we got 25% off all the DVDs. And a lot of people just want DVDs. But you get three months free of the app if you get the DVD. So sign up for the app and try it. 
because first of all, you don't have to wait for the DVDs to get there, especially when you're overseas. You know how long sometimes that can take. Yeah. Bottom line is, you don't have to wait. You can watch it. You can go on right now. And a lot of people just want the digital mode. They want to just forget the DVDs. They're going to be a thing in the past for the next two or three years. But for right now, you know, I want the DVD. I want the, the app right now. Well, twenty five percent off on the app right now. It's like I say, it's never going to get cheaper than that. You know, we we, we value our market and our investment. You know that we have into what we're doing, and we have millions into what we're doing, and that all happened. You know, from Arthur's video, from Shark Tank, from Jared's video, from all the people that we inspired. Because all the videos that we put together, you may see DDP Yoga at the end, but you don't see it. It's not an advertisement. It's an inspiration. And that's what we're about. So if you want to follow me, don't listen to a word I have to say about DDP Yoga. (laughs) Tune into Jericho. One of the reasons why he's bouncing around like a kid at 46 the main reason, DDP Yoga. It's the only workout that he does. And the only one he's done for the last few years. Yet he can still go out there and knock it down with these 20-year-old kids. Or just go on Twitter, at RealDDP, at DDP Yoga. Read what people write. Follow me. You'll see I answer people all the time. And if you want to go on Facebook, DDP Yoga... There's a, a, a members-only group. If you pull up DDP, you're going to look. Got about 16,000 people. Just like that page. Then you'll be able to go on there and read what people write. And it's mind-boggling. You can't make people chant Stone Cold or Rocky or DDP. You can't make them do that. They have to be moved because the character, they are so passionately involved with the character that they chant their name. Even bigger for Facebook or Twitter. You can't make people write the shit they write. It's impossible. Like, there's this one thing I'll tell you. It's called The Top Tens. It's a list. The Top Tens list. Do you know about that? The Top Tens list? No. 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 Well, they're all over the states. And you can just Google it. The Top Tens list. That's what it's called. And um, you can they'll put, like, a search bar when you go on that site. Home, home workouts. Best home workouts and you'll see uh p90x today is like number three it's got like 70 comments you know then insanity is number two and they've got like 80 comments and then ddp yoga is number one it has well over 900 comments and i don't mean like awesome i mean like paragraphs wow well you can't make people do that Absolutely. can't make people write that shit Everyone's I don't know 95% of them. Well, you have to come to Ireland, Dali, uh, to do one of your talks because you've inspired, you've inspired me now and just talking to you. Well, that's the whole reason that I talk about all this shit. Like someone said to me one time, you man, you really sell the DDP yoga good. I said, I ain't selling you shit because <laughs> I don't care whether you do it or not. But if you do do it, I want you to do it right. I want you to get the results. Every single day, 25 to 30% of the people who invest in DDP Yoga, they have to always say where they got it. Why are they here? Austin's podcast, Jericho's, you know, home uh, um, uh, HBO, the special they did on on us, or the uh, uh, the New York Times uh, six-page article 
that they did on us. Like, where did you come? Shark Tank, why are you here? 20 or 30% every day, friends and family. People telling people. That's what DDP Yoga is. All right, boys, I got to go. I'm off to my next meeting. Great talking to you. And uh, everybody, April 4th is what I heard. Date might change, but for when I hear April 4th, right after Mania, they're going to drop uh, Diamond Dallas Page, Positively Living. Lovely. Uh, you definitely want to be aware of that and uh, get that order in for that if you want to see it first. Now, will it end up with a network? I'm sure it will down the line. But if you want to see it first, that's where you're going to get to see it. And uh, that's all I got to say, man. DDPyoga.com. That's where you can find all about what we've been talking about. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time, Dallas. Dallas. Thank you, man. Brilliant. Enjoy it every minute of this. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. That was unbelievable. What just happened? Did did he did, like? He that, just offered you to lose all your weight. He just offered to basically become my life coach or something, yeah. man. That's oh, incredible, yeah. like for free. Like, like he said, he doesn't care. Yeah, but that, like that, that's the kind of thing you hear about Dallas Page all the time. That he's yeah. just this insanely generous bloke who just like. Well, uh, Danny, uh, none of that we, was planned. We hear it. Um, we hear him giving his services to his friends, like legends, like Jake the Snake Roberts, Scott, Scott Hall, Hall, aka, AKA Razor, Ramon. Razor Ramon. Not fucking Danny Murray from Cromlock Fields. Hey, hey, hey! Do you know what I mean? So you better take him up, man. And I think, Ooh. I think you should take him up. Yeah, as he said, no excuses. No, I can't. It's all I can. Yeah. And then I think we should follow the process on the podcast. Yeah, all right, man. No bother. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, that's grand, yeah. That's a challenge for me and DDP. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, you just called me out for WrestleMania or something for fuck's <laughs> sake. Um, none of that was staged, lads. None of that was... Right, they give you the kind of skinny on it. They give you the lowdown and peel back the curtain a bit. Basically, what happened was, a couple of weeks ago, um, I rewatched the Jake the Snake, Resurrection of Jake the Snake. And I was like, man, I'd love to get either Jake or DDP on the podcast. We, we reached out to DDP. And as you heard him say, like, he gets back to people on Twitter and that kind of thing. So, yeah, look, it just it all came to happen. It came to fruition. Part of the deal was that we talked about DDP yoga, which we did. But to, like, give us a sample of DDP yoga, they gave me a password, which I said earlier on. I wasn't planning on him kind of questioning me about it. I wasn't planning on him kind of asking me about it and then offering services i was literally just kind of you know saying yeah look i played around with it for a while i had a little go with the app because you gave me access to it and i do feel better after using it and then he's like yeah you're a big lad all right let's get you on a list here let's get you working as that was happening i was giving tron two sweets at left right and center i was like what What the fuck is going on here that was insane ddp Wants yeah. progress reports, wants you to take pictures, wants like measurements. Do do that list. Yeah. You have to do the, some list. The, yeah, the list. So I'm going to have to follow e- up on that. he gave you his private email. Yeah, so I'll be following up with, with Diamond Dallas Page, just a three-time champion of the world and all-round legend, future Hall of Famer, all that kind of crap. Future Hall of Famer, possibly this year. Possibly. He was a little bit coy when you said that, wasn't he? Mm. He was like, you know, something he said, we don't know. that's the rumours. Do you think that's what it was? I'd hope so. I'd like to see DDP in the Hall of Fame. That was uh, insane. It was. It was what an absolute lovely man as well. I was going mad he didn't like his uh, program with the Undertaker because I loved it. Although I was a lot young, I was a lot younger. Yeah, I was. What was I? Twenty. Uh, I was sixteen. I was just happy to see him on in a real organization. Man, you'll get a diamond cutter for that kind of carry on, you will. And you hear him with his diamond cutters out of nowhere. Oh, stop, man. At, the, at the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, 
That's um, one of the things I love actually about the, the whole yoga thing, right? Because like yoga has this kind of hippie reputation, and that's you heard him correct me a number of times when I just yeah. said yoga. He was like, "What's it called, monkey?" <laughs> like corrected <laughs> me. Like, you deserve that. I did deserve <laughs> it, and then I done it a second time, and he corrected me again. Like only a little bit more though. But um, um, but the whole thing is like he has this thing of it's not your mom's yoga, and like if anyone's ever done it, or even if you just sample it, lads, like. At first I thought it was a bit goofy, but then I got to enjoy it. Is he does kind of like you finish off a lot of it by going into like the diamond cutter pose and then going into the Hulk Hogan pose. No way. And it's like, and he's screaming at you, Hulk it out! And you're like, ah! <laughs> Shane, like, uh, Shane bought the DVD maybe two years ago. Did he? And he was doing it every morning for yeah. months. Um, before, like Shane works very early, he works like yeah. half five, six. And he was getting up an hour before going to work. To do with the, the DDP yoga. yoga in the sitting room. So Brilliant. I wouldn't be surprised now if DDP is after this interview has inspired Shane back to do back to do a little bit more <laughs> yeah. of the DDP yoga. Yeah. But uh, there you go, lads. So all the details there, ddpyoga.com. The, the bloody interview nearly didn't happen because of the technical it difficulties. Didn't. We had a lot of technical glitches at the start there, but him being a the legend that a, he is, a gent and a consummate pro, just who getting destroyed. We we altered our technology and. As a result, we brought you what I think was a fantastic podcast. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But alas, until next week where we have another fantastic guest. Lined up. This one. Hopefully it doesn't well tits up. Yeah, I hope it comes through because it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. But then again, every every guest and every podcast we do are good ones. 84 chapters of brilliance. Yeah, lads. This is, look, where else else are you getting these caliber of individuals? (laughs) Spread the word, lads. Don't be afraid to tell a friend. This ain't no secret. WTS pod. Up the burra. Clear eyes. I know. After you, we plugs. Edit that. (laughs) (laughs) As always, lads, Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. Fabulous and famous. Check out FitzpatrickCastle.com. The podcast is at WTS pod on Twitter. At Merdigamania on Twitter. At Danjo Murray on Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash WTS pod Ireland. Give it a like, give it a share. Tell a friend, tell your family, all that kind of crack. And please, please, please give us an L review on the old iTunes as well if you're subscribing there. DDP like? Yeah. What the hell? I know, madness. And don't forget, lads, new episodes every single Sunday. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas or the new year. We keep rolling. I do all the time. You're rolling 24-7, baby. See me rolling. A little bit of a little... Until you start singing that. There was a little bit of a hint as to our guest next week. Was it? Shrewd operators may just pick up on that. I didn't. I didn't mean that. Not well, not... (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Now the hint is gone. It's been... (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere there's a podcast, just search WTS Pod. This chapter and 83 other chapters you can download and enjoy as you go to work, as you just sit around the gaff, whatever, doesn't matter. Me and Merlo in your ears. Fantastic. That's it, Graham. Until next week. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Too sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs>